Kristen whispers sonnets where today I am going to be um, whispering Christmassy sonnets even though I am an atheist <laughs> and some of these sonnets actually aren't I mean they're they're Christmas light you know so if you're not um, if you're an atheist too or another religion you know it, it's not going to get deep and, and that's I the first sonnet that I'm going to read today is about exactly that that um, I enjoy holidays without getting too deep into their um, <laughs> you know Judeo-Christian meanings but I just like the sweet happy traditions because if you're an atheist like me um, you know heaven is now I mean you're not <laughs> you don't believe that there's something after this so why not take all the pleasures you little pleasures you can out of life and um, I definitely believe in that. So anyway, <laughs> having said all that, I used to be very embarrassed about saying that I was an atheist and I, um, especially, I still don't like, not that I'm out socializing a lot now, but before that, even I, I wasn't a big socializer cause I'm pretty reclusive. But if I did, you know, have a com go to a party or something like that and religion came up I would try not to get into the conversation because and if I did I, I would I would try to preface it you know with saying you know that I was raised very religiously in a very violent home and so you know I have a lot of predisposition against religion for that reason and so I'm just not religious but I I have a hard time using that atheist word, even though that's exactly what I am. I mean, I'm not, um, and in this, I try, in this poem I'm about to read to you, I tried to own that. And all at the same time, kind of in a way that shows, like, I'm not uh, this, you know, I, yeah, maybe I look a little goth or whatever, but I'm not like a, you know, harsh person. I'm very chipper, um, Barbie lover, woman, child. <laughs> I just don't believe in God, but I believe in morals and not hurting people and things like that, you know, and, and I'm, very, I'm definitely an optimist in life, and even with what I've been through, I, you know, most of the time, I mean, I, I do suffer from depression, so I have hard moments like everyone does, but at the same time, I'm, you know, always striving to keep a cheery outlook and a lot of times I don't even have to strive it's just my personality so I'm going to read you a poem I wrote yesterday and it got a really good reception and it that made me feel so good because it was me finally kind of trying to own that a word <laughs> the atheist at Christmas time in, in a positive way and saying you can still enjoy the pleasures of these things I have a Christmas tree I have a wreath I have those you know, traditions, I make gingerbread, <laughs> I just don't believe in God, you know, and it's like listening to a Taylor Swift song, which I write about in here, and I don't know, I'm not, you know, like in a cult of t Taylor Swift, I don't, you know, know everything about her, but I enjoy it, and I don't get too deep with it, you know, <laughs> but um, anyway, <laughs> here is Atheist Barbie, is it unavailable in stores? Believes in Christmas trees, Taylor Swift evermore. With little distinction between the motifs, cute aesthetics 
without fealty sworn. Like dollhouses dissected their families, some pink plastic posed preternaturally, replacing Puritans overcome with prayers, purience, pageantry, incest upstairs, a ripped Sunday school dress, nothing beneath, long hair dyed forever noir, fresh balsam wreath, believer in kindness and twinkling lights, blessings and boudoirs, tempestuous nights, deprived of her breath, nothing is deeper than sex, not even death. <laughs> so again, you know, it was just like me, um, talking about all the pleasurable things that I like I guess I'm a pretty much like a sensualist and you know enjoying the the heaven and the everyday and <laughs> but I'm not um you know I'm, I'm you know I just I, I was really it just was warmed my heart <laughs> to um the response I got to that poem so thank you guys for letting me I you know, every time I write something that it's like really hard, like I'm like, uh, you know, um, I always get the best like love for that. And it means so much because when you put yourself out there with things that have, um, you know, hard, are hard for you, especially like me living in the Bible belt <laughs> in Pensacola to, um, call myself atheist. That's, it's not maybe as hard if I was like in a bigger city where that's, maybe more common you know but to me it's harder and um so it felt really good for it to be this very um loved and non-controversial thing because and, and, and perhaps even here it wouldn't be so controversial but I think it's just PTSD of like growing up um like if I could never say that word to my you know parents like they would I can't even imagine if I said that I was that you know what what they would do so you know I have a lot of um fears of of intolerance not you know from how I was raised so it's been very healing to be in a very open community um anyway I'm gonna read another poem and um this one these are gonna progressively <laughs> get more actual like you know I think they get kind of um maybe non-traditional Christmas, and the last one is very, um, even though it's sexual, it's like a more traditional Christmas poem, but this one is actually called Saturnalia, and it's, ba you know, I wrote it more based on, like, the pagan ideas, you know, and, um, you know, of, you know, how a lot of holidays come from inspirations of things that were not um, you know, like Christmas has a lot of things that come from Saturnalia, but you know, like it's not, it wasn't such a, um, pure event, you know, in, in olden times, you know? And so anyway, <laughs> I feel a little embarrassed, but this one's a naughty poem and, <laughs> and I'm just going to read it because I, I don't know that I could talk about it that well. Sometimes I get embarrassed. Saturnalia, you wait until the husband sleeps behind their cottage upon taloned feet. Full moon illuminates a marital bed. Prayers evanesce, flesh is led. Where you commune in forest deep after chase, rosy cheek, the neediness and nymphish 
hands savage ceremonies of which she shall not speak since first she happened upon your sabbath saturnalia writes the glistening tongues and clefts open by firelight offered to you fallen king around your legs she hung and offered everything with retinue you summon her every full moon night to satiate a herd of appetites so <laughs> anyway it, you know that's a, a poem about um <laughs> actually it's kind of based on a um, bedtime story somebody once told me a naughty bedtime story and um you know sometimes i like to write in sonnets things commemorate things that are special to me and <laughs> in naughty ways i guess but um you know i like the idea you know i'm not religious at all and i'm not but I, you know, like if I had to be anything, I guess I would be like a nature, you know, pagan, you know, kind of person, you know, where, I, you know, I am very into, um, I live in the woods and I feel like a mysticism here, you know, and I love to go get lost in the woods. So <laughs> anyway, that was a poem just about, you know, all the fun, dark things of getting lost in the woods, and, um, <laughs> anyway, um, so, like, um, also, the next poem that I'm going to read, which, oh, by the way, let me mention this, because this poem I wrote for the Daily Junk, and it was in their Christmas issue, and they, um, or no, it was for the Dream Journal, which is also run by the Daily Junk, but they had a winter wondermare issue and they wanted only like scary kind of interpretations of christmas themes and anyway i have a new project going on and i wanted to tell everybody on the podcast because also with the daily drunk um they um had tweeted something about um eyes wide shut recently and i love eyes wide shut that's probably my or not probably that is my favorite christmas movie because it's actually set in christmas and um, that's my idea of a christmas movie but anyway i had, was talking to their editor-in-chief and i was telling you know i had been trying to um i've done a, a couple of um of um anthologies with um justin karcher was my editing partner and you know, um, I was trying, he's been on like a hiatus of the internet, but I, I was trying before that all happened to convince him to do a, an eyes wide shut. Um, cause he loves that. He had also tweeted that was his favorite Christmas movie. And you know, we work on a lot of stuff together. So I was like, Oh, that's what we need to do next, you know? And then the pandemic happened and he went on a hiatus and, um, I kind of pushed all that down. I didn't even really think about all that with many different things going on with like book publishing and, you know, um, I had my own journal come up, you know, out with its own issue. I mean, I've just been incredibly busy. But um, then I saw <laughs> the editor-in-chief of um, Daily Drunk talking about his just first, you know, recently watching Eyes Wide Shut. And so I you know, uh, got very excited because I was like, oh, this perhaps they would host my anthology I've been wanting to do. 
and so they are and um, we have until March to submit and you can go to their website um, if you go to the daily junk website and you go look under ebooks and then it says coming soon you can get all the guidelines for um, you you know the submitting and it's art essays flash fiction um, because it's uh, oh and poetry of course and um, because it's and it can be about anything it doesn't have to be about the plot of the movie but it has to be about um, it has to be about um, you know anything in the universe of the film which also includes you know like the actors the um, you know director who had a lot of things written about you know um, <laughs> what it was like working with him on this movie and the conspiracies because there's a lot of conspiracies about Eyes Wide Shut um, that uh, you know to do with uh, different you know like um, you know that fact that the director almost um well did die like right he wasn't even finished you know and there was talk about you know the illuminati and different things that um maybe you know he was perhaps exposing like a secret society that didn't want to be exposed for example and that maybe that has something to do with his death but there's a lot if you start going on like reddit or <laughs> Not even that, but like even just mainstream, you can, you know, if you Google the conspiracies of Eyes Wide Shut, it's very interesting. <laughs> so um, anyway, you can write about any of those things. And um, like I said, if you also just want to um, message me on Twitter at Lola and Jolie, L-O-L-A-A-N-D-J-O-L-I-E, or at Instagram at Kristen Ingrid Garth, K-R-I-S-T-I-N-I-N-G-R-I-D-G-A-R-T-H. You can, um, I'll, you know, give you the link myself and, or answer any questions that you have. So, <laughs> having said all that, <laughs> um, what I'm going to be reading to you is not an eyes wide shut poem after all that, but I just wanted to use this platform to ask people to submit because we only we have 40 pages and we have until the end of March to fill them, and I want really good things show that you know because um, <laughs> it's it, the subject merits it. But um, anyway, I'm going to read this next poem which I wrote for Dream Journal. And it was a scary, this is the torture, this whole episode is called, um, you know, Tingles, um, Tinsel, Tingles, and Torture. And this is the torture of the episode. We'll get to the tingles in the next poem. But in this one, Wednesday Adams, Winter Wishlist, it is truly what it says, which is, you know, what Wednesday Adams would want for Christmas. And I had a lot of fun <laughs> writing this in sonnet form, and I will read it to you now. Wednesday Adams, winter, wish list. One, bamboo for bastinado. Two, some bare feet. Three, babushka, zombies in a row. Four, hatchet. Five, a new guillotine. It is indeed a feat to keep those clean. Six, braided seagrass basket in which a black mamba hides. Seven, year's supply of cyanide. Eight, small casket for a headless doll. Nine, misery to one and all. Ten, an eyeball of a dead crane fly. 
they don't exist anywhere nearby. Eleven, a boy that I could terrify to death. Twelve, castor oil to pour in tea service. Grandma left when girls should decide to visit me. A punishment demure, disguised as tea. Thirteen, pliers for my brother's teeth. Well, tooth he forfeited in Jim Rami. <laughs> so that was just like a cute little um, <laughs> torturous wish list for Wednesday Adams, which I, you know, adore Wednesday Adams. And it, I love, there were several magazines that came out this year. I actually have one poem, a couple poems left that are supposed to be published by the end of the year. So some magazines are, you know, <laughs> but I bet, I mean, I know they're going to. But, um, like, I have something in Ghost City, and I have something in um, Crown and Penzine. And um, the Crown and Penzine issue was also, like, um, um, the Dream Journal, where they did a, a scary Christmas kind of theme. Well, I think it was just not even Christmas, but haunted kind of theme. And I like that, you know, where, you know, people go subversive <laughs> on holidays because, like, my atheist Barbie, you know, we find our ways to be our, be ourselves even in the Christian holidays. <laughs> so, um, but take the best out of everything for ourselves. <laughs> anyway... Um, next, I wanted to read, this is going to be the, um, I had my final poem is like actually a very sweet, um, Christmassy, although sexual, but not, you know, it's not crazy. So Saturnalia is more sexual, I think. But anyway, Christmas Isle, I wrote this poem for, um, a journal that I had submitted to and, and, and I didn't know it was a Christmassy theme, holiday theme. And I had submitted something really dark, and they had told me, oh, you know, if you want to go back and write something <laughs> holiday-themed. And I'm so glad that they push sometimes to be um, light. I have to be pushed sometimes. But, um, you know, and sometimes I rebel when people push me, too, because I'm just like that, you know. Uh, <laughs> but, but this time I didn't, and I'm glad I didn't because I just went with it. And I found my own way to write a light um, Christmassy poem that was still my personality and still very sensual. And I got the idea for it because I was, I live in Florida and I was driving home and we have little um, islands like off of, you know, Florida that are very, very small. Like you couldn't fit, you could make, you know, fit a little like tiny cabin you know, on them, but they might have tons of trees, and I imagine, you know, and they're not that, like, you could swim to them from where, like, there's be, like, there might be a house, like, overlooking the water, and there's an island out there that's not too far out, you know, I mean, you could definitely take a little boat, or you could swim to your island <laughs> by your house, and I am obsessed with those, because I just think it's so cool, you know, that I have to have your own tiny little island really only big enough for two people and that's what I wrote this poem about that I'm going to read you is a couple who makes a tradition because I've gone through a lot of um, trouble with my house after the um, hurricane and I think that's where I got inspired about this where sometimes you know you have like you know I have a decent sized house and you know 
everything else, but it's in, you know, disrepair right now. And it's very hard, you know, mentally to live inside of that and not be down about that all the time when you're kind of in the limbo because I'm waiting, you know, on um, insurance and when these, um, you know, the people can come out and do the repairs after the holidays. So I had made this little fantasy where, you know, I just abandoned <laughs> this big house for and swam out to this like one room cabin, you know, and um, just forget your troubles, you know, and that instead of regular trees on this tiny island, it was um, Christmas trees. So everything smelled so fragrant and good and you could only make simple things to eat and you can only entertain yourself with what you could carry in your in a hand to bring with you in the boat, you know, the tiny boat. And, you know, just read and have fires and just live, you know, and make your own fires in bed. <laughs> so anyway, here is Christmas Isle. On Christmas Eve into a boat of pine, two lovers climb their 14th time. They row towards their Christmas Isle. It hides behind their house a quarter mile. Inside a grove of balsam firs, a pile of oaks awaits next to a cabin, undisturbed, with furnishings save fireplace, bed, campfire, Dutch oven stew, long socks, ivory, red. They only bring sweets, armfuls of books, mutual lust long-lost looks of occupants of a decayed estate amidst repairs they calculate wrongs and voices left on land as many days as they can stand for fruitcake gingerbread and merriness they make inside a bed so <laughs> that poem makes me happy. You know, I just like the idea, you know, of, you know, leaving all your troubles behind and all your, you know, you know, some people it's like you and I mean, I'm definitely like this too. You know, you accumulate all these things and they're a trap in their own way because, you know, it's like you, you know, can get caught up in you know the maintenance of all of that and you forget about being happy and sometimes when you take a little break and just escape into this minimum that you need and the simplicity you can you know rediscover like what the importance of life is and I think that is a, very much the Christmas spirit, you know, really, like, when you d take away, like, the religious connotation, and I don't begrudge anyone for their religious connotation, but just for me, you know, Christmas is always about, you know, you know, stepping back and taking a little break and, you know, simplifying your life for a little bit and, you know, just surrounding yourself with what matters and so that's what I tried to relate <laughs> in that poem and how I'm trying to get through the end of crazy 2020 right now and I don't know about everybody else but it has been beyond just the I mean the pandemic has been bad but I've had problems that were for me just as bad as the pandemic with the, being the hurricane and all the trouble that it I mean I can't imagine honestly 
like if I had you know somehow avoided my house getting flooded it just seems like life would be so much simpler right now and I would I would be so comfortable but at the same time it's hard to like you know you to let go of that you know recognition you know that you're suffering but at the same time I I try to do that, you know, and like look around and see what I do have. And, you know, I, I get down at times because I can't, um, you know, it, like I'm, I guess I'm fighting a depression, you know, and so like, you know, I'm trying not to give into it. And I, um, <laughs> um, I, Christmas has been really nice in that way and that, you know, it's a comforting balm, you know, at that time that for me, like, you know, half my house is in studs right now and I'm living here and um, I've been watching like uh, uh, Flipping Out <laughs> and it actually is kind of therapeutic because um, Jeff Lewis, I'm right at the part where he's living in one of his demoed houses and he's going through all the things like I'm going through and, you know, and um it's just kind of because I right now you know you like look online when you like are an online person and you're on Instagram and everyone posts their beautiful houses and how they're all so decorated and I have like you know a room I've got uh, one nice room that looks all decorated and nice that and that's kind of been my balm you know too as to um you know try to make a space inside my house that feels sane even if the rest of it doesn't and there's nothing I can do about it but anyway it's just hard when you like everybody this is the time of year everyone wants to show off their houses and it makes you feel you know like a little embarrassed when you have concrete floors and um you know, uh, studs and everything else, but I've been enjoying watching Jeff Lewis and, um, just how, you know, like seeing how somebody else struggling to deal with it and like, um, you know, it just makes you feel not alone, you know, not that I wish it on anyone, but, you know, just to see, you know, what, a, you know, it's, it's not an easy thing and just the fact that I'm struggling is a human thing and it's not some deficiency in me, so... But I'm very much looking forward to the new year where everything will, you know, I, I, you know, I'm looking for a new start and to some sanity and I'm trying to stay busy and, um, even on the Christmas break and give myself a lot of routine of work because it keeps my mind right, you know, when everything is chaos around me and, um, and just to give yourself a little break because sometimes I, you know, I'm like, you know, I, like, I just feel, you know, I put a lot of pressure on myself, and, you know, I feel during this time it's easy to fail for me, and so I'm trying not to focus on that so much, but <laughs> having said all this, I wish everyone happy holidays, Merry Christmas, however you want to express that, good vacation time, <laughs> you know, um, I've, you know, um, I just wish the best for everyone, and I am going to be writing so much poetry in the new year and finishing my novel. That's a number one priority to me because that's going to come out in the summer. I have a full-length poetry book coming out in um, the beginning of the year, and that will be great. And I've got some little projects I'm working on, obviously, and the Eyes Wide Shut anthology, which any of you can submit to, so please um, don't 
be shy to do that and to contact me if you need the info. But in the meantime, have a wonderful, wonderful season and enjoy the winter and all of its gifts. And I hope you um, get to eat gingerbread or whatever makes you feel happy and you get something soft to um, snuggle up with because I'm going to do that as well. And I will be seeing you guys in the new year. I think, no, I think we'll have one more episode before the New Year's, so I shouldn't say that, but we'll be like having a, maybe I'll do a New Year's Eve Kristen Whisper Sonnet, that would be awesome, I'm going to do it, so anyway, um, I just love you guys, and I will see you on New Year's Eve with the special episode, then it's all planned out with Kristen Whispers Sonnets. And have a great, great time while I (laughs) go try to do some work today and keep my mind right. And good night.